So we were walking home after that little scene and she started asking me all these hard questions about life. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give my answers and then I'm going to put them on YouTube because um, sometimes I'm worried about this world. Seriously. So this book, if you haven't read it, I'm going to show you what's crazy about this world. How many people you think have read this book? Stephen Hawking's Brief Answers to the Big Questions on this earth right now. A millionth of 1% of people maybe? So you got the smartest person maybe who's ever lived, who has the cumulative knowledge of this whole world, all the philosophers, and nobody's ever heard or read this book that asks the big questions. Is there a God? Can it all begin? Is there intelligent life in the universe? Can we predict the future? Can we go back in time? Will we survive on earth? Nobody knows anything. So I'm like, you know, I did a rant video like this years ago and it went crazy viral. So I'll say the same thing. This might be the most important video you'll ever watch. Not because it's me and just my opinions, although it is a hypothesis. One thing that Stephen Hawking says in this book is his dad taught him, never be afraid to put forward a crazy hypothesis, no matter how many people oppose it. So I'm going to do that because a lot of stuff I'm about to say is pretty counter what this world believes. So first question was, are women uh, worse at concentrating than men? Uh, the second question was um, on race. Are some races smarter inherently than others? Okay, these are controversial things. We'll see if this video even stays up. I'm going to say it anyway because my mentor Joel Salatin said, if you're going through life and you don't have a written plan, you guarantee that you'll be lost for the rest of your life. So many years ago, I wrote down a written plan. My life purpose to the world outside of my own family, my own tribe, is to spread good ideas. So I want to share with you what I think are good ideas that emanate a lot of these hard questions that you see. And I want to start with something I brought up to her that I think is the most important thing I said. I'll say that first. What's the root of all evil in the world? I'm going to write it right here. Convictions. You know what's destroying the world right now? Look at the Middle East. Look at Ukraine, Russia. You know what it is? It's convictions. And it's convictions by people who haven't put in the time and the work and are living off emotions. Root of all evil in the world is not a lack of emotion. It's too much emotion. Friedrich Nietzsche, maybe the smartest man in the 1800s. Convictions are greater enemies of the truth than lies. I would add to that emotions. You know, I, I shot a little video when we were in the gym. What are, we, what are we watching? We're in a gym. You're there to improve yourself. What do they have? The opiate of the masses. Karl Marx in the 1800s said that opiate of the masses is a religion. Not anymore. You know what the opiate of the masses is right now? In the 2020s? Music and sports. No matter what's trendy, you go to Twitter trends where you see what people are talking about. I don't care. It could be nuclear war. Sports and music will trend above it. That's emotions. It's the manipulation of our emotions. What's wrong with the world? People have too much convictions. We honor each other's emotions. Emotions shouldn't be honored. What if somebody has a serial killer? Jeffrey Dahmer wants to eat somebody's brains. Now you might say, oh, Ty, that's an extreme. Yeah, but that's why smart people come up with ideas. It's called arguing ad absurdum. You think through things in an absurd extreme. If it doesn't hold for the extreme, not true. Emotions, you can see the symptoms of it. People listen, people are scrolling through the TikTok algo 
up to eight hours a day. A lot of it's driven by music, sports, opiate of the masses, getting people away from the real questions. A brief answers to the big questions. This man wrote this before he died. A man so intelligent he sat in a chair and figured out the universe inside of his own mind while basically fully paralyzed except he could move like his eyebrows and maybe one finger. And yet he wrote books and thought through things that even Albert Einstein didn't come up with. Albert Einstein said, God doesn't roll dice. And Stephen Hawking says, no, he does. Quantum theory is basically God throws dice. But we'll get to that in a second. Convictions, lotions. And I mean, what else is an enemy of truth? Why do you think there's war in the Middle East right now? At the root, forget right now. People have strong convictions. This is God's, this is my God-given country. Well, that doesn't seem to be the rules of, the, of this universe. There's probably multiple universes. In fact, M-theory, which is a theory advocated by this cosmologist, astrophysicist Stephen Hawking, is that there's maybe 10 to the 500 power parallel multi-universes. That's a big number. We don't even have a word for it. That's more than a Google. That's like a Google. It's an inf almost infinity number. In this universe, there's a set of rules. One is convictions are greater enemies of the truth than lies. Two is God has no, if there's a God or you call it nature, has no chosen place, has no holy grant. In fact, some of the great spiritual teachers said that God is inside of you. Yet the whole world going to fight over something and die and have their children die in front of them over a conviction that is an emotion that we've been taught we should honor. Why? Most convictions and emotions are stupid. Look throughout history. In America, Supreme Court had a conviction that uh, black people were one or two-thirds equal to full humans. Should we honor that conviction, that emotion? Hell no. These are not. So what do we do? We have to make use of the observable universe. And the observable universe seems to have rules. Those species driven too much by emotion will lose. If you do your DNA test, you're about 2 to 3% Neanderthal. It's another species. Born Homo Neanderthalus, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. You know why they died out? Because they lived more simple brains driven by incorrect convictions and emotions. And Homo sapiens, like us, up in this front part of your brain, you have the MPFC, the medium prefrontal cortex. That is the part of your brain that can do logic. Yet, most humans... The opiates of the masses is appealing to the back of your head. My friend Ramon Garcia Fresco is one of the most uh, credentialed molecular neuroscientists, brain guy. And he said, Ty, the way it works, pretty simple. In amateur science, you right here in the back's the brain stem. Then you got the medulla, the cerebellum, the amygdala up here. That's where you have your fear memories, things that went wrong. But that's the primitive brain. They call that the crocodile brain. That's the animal brain. That's what the Neanderthals had that are gone. My life hypothesis, what do we humans have to do to make it on this earth? Then we have to use the medium prefrontal cortex, which is not so emotionally driven. It's the part of you that uses spreadsheets, that uses checklists, that thinks things through logically, that can say, wait a second, we're fighting over a piece of land. Why? And whether it's Russia, Ukraine, whether it was a civil war in America, whether it was Ireland and the UK, Everybody driven by their strong convictions or why they're right and their emotions leads to 
demise of planet Earth and ultimately the demise of our species. An interesting thing Stephen Hawking says is he believes computer viruses are alive. They meet the definition of, of being alive. And you know what the natural progression of that is? AI may be the new species because he often says, and I agree, we're supposed to be the intelligent life. Are we intelligent? You see a consistent behavior in the, by governments and individuals and crowds. How about this? We're sending people to jail. We say, oh, this person broke this law. But like the old saying goes, kill one man, go to prison. Kill a million and you get a four-star general. Bad. I mean, you get the medals. So kill one man now and you go to prison. We got Jim. America has like 10% of the global prison population. Some insane number. A million people. We're sending all around people to jail or marijuana. Probably going to do much. Coca-Cola CEO, Oreo cookie CEO, the people doing processed food, sitting there making millions. How's that intelligent life? We know guarantee fact, the most carcinogenic, cancer-causing, life-threatening, killing thing that's plentiful in food is processed food. Convictions, emotions, we're angry at the wrong people. Everything's backwards. You know what's the most popular book people read? Harry Potter. Great. Yeah, no, nothing against Harry Potter. It's fascinating to me. Well, whatever. People need opiate and the masses. A little delusion helps them. And nobody read this book. Which can set the course of your life by explaining to you the rules of this universe. Or at least our best collective understanding of what that is. Because once you understand the universe, you understand everything. For example, we look up, we have presidents biting, you know, 80 years old. They're not old. This universe is 10 to 20 billion years old. So even the people we esteem as somehow our elders, they're not a blip. They're not even a pimple on time. Why do we honor them? Because we're angry at the wrong people. We're angry at the wrong people. Think about it. Karl Marx, he was angry at the capitalists. And get ready to do a debate as the capitalists. Even though I think there's a system better than capitalism. Just like I think there's a system better than democracy. To me, communism has done the worst. Second, you have capitalism and probably... Sorry. Let's switch from economic systems. First, you have dictatorship. Then you have democracy. But there's a system better. It's what Plato, Socrates, Aristotle talked about. A wise council. Almost an oligarchy is smarter. That's the Amish, the most successful group in the United States. Lowest divorce rates, happiest people. This is documented happiness, not conjecture. Lowest suicide rate. Lowest anxiety rate. I think Doc, uh, the Pulitzer Prize winner who wrote Guns, Germs, and Steel told me, Ty, they're about 500% happier. It's insanity. They don't have a democracy. They have a council of elders. Everything's wrong. I can break down the so if you want to do an 18 hour video, I'll break down the social structure of this entire world. Like I said, the food system, let's start there. What happens to a civilization of supposedly intelligent beings that poisons their own children? Because the number one place you're going to see processed food is in school cafeterias for age five to 18, where people are still forming, and yet we allow people to profit from the carcinogenic, 
guarantee no, there's not a scientist in the world that on the same liquid calories making everybody fat and then we have to create alternative bizarre convictions and emotions like being fat is healthy and natural no there was nobody obese when my grandma was born in 1918 nobody nobody you would have had a rare one out of a million people with a glandular problem it was so rare you could walk i'm in copenhagen right now you can walk in copenhagen a modern city for a month and not see one obese person so we've created strong convictions because we're angry at the wrong people and we foster them with emotion victoria's secret you go woke you go broke they're going broke revenue went down from nine billion i read seven billion is a hit in six billion because they have they forgot the rules of the universe which is a certain bmi a certain body fat wins period has nothing to do with whether women should be curvy or not. It doesn't mean that the other extreme of anorexic is right. In fact, the rules of the universe seem to show that the middle way of balance works. You don't want to be a woman with a BMI of 15 and you don't need it to be 25. But yet, convictions are greater enemies of truth than lies. So you have groups on both sides of everything, whether it's food, I mean, diet. Let's talk about this ludicrous lunacy. In the world. Yeah, people say vegan is the healthiest. Well, you open your mouth, you see the rules of the universe laid out in front of you. As Stephen Hawking says in the book, the rules of the universe are kind of like this. If you're religious, you call it God. If you're an atheist, you call it nature. The mouth, if you open your mouth and you look, you'll see you have some carnivore teeth and some molar teeth. You'll see we're not herbivores. I have herbivores on my farm. They're called cows. They're called sheep. If you have deer, those are ungulates. If you have cows, those are herbivores. Ruminants. They have a four-chambered stomach. They have no teeth on the top. I might be the only person on social media telling people, you can figure out your diet by your teeth. But everybody's all at the wrong people. They're mad at capitalists and they're mad at people who eat meat. You smarter than God? I meet a lot of people. You smarter than God? God, our digestive system matches our teeth. Oh, people say, ah, oh, it's not true. What are you talking about? The China study? You really think the China study? The actual truth is the nomadic diet is the healthiest. It was 300,000 years ago. There was winter gatherers for almost 275,000 years. Our best guesstimate by scientists or paleoanthropologists can look at our bones see the evolution, the change. 25,000 years ago, roughly 15 to 25,000, we turned agricultural. So you had to be, and now a lot of problems came out of agriculture. Some good thing, war came out of agriculture, large-scale warfare. There's no world wars when there were small hunter-gatherers. Now, paleo diet says we should go back to the hunter-gatherer diet. But I was, I was talking about how I don't like vegan, although in spurts you can do vegan, just not as a consistent lifestyle. Flip on the other side, Paleo people idolizing the wrong time in history. Hunter-gatherer groups were often weak and unhealthy. There was a famous group. My grandma was an anthropologist from Yale, studied Native Americans. I grew up with her. She wrote her thesis on the Seminole Indians, lived with them in Florida. Um, I grew up with my grandma. And if you look at the Ute Indians, Utah comes from the word Ute. They were the unhealthiest, smallest, scrawniest, poorest tribe and they were hunter-gatherers 
So what happened is we've emulated, we're either eating the farm diet, which is the modern US, USDA triangle or veganism or vegetarian, or we're trying to recreate the paleo time or you see that with carnivore. Carnivore is not accurate either. We don't have a damn carnivore mouth. You ever open the mouth of your dog? That's a carnivore. Hello, <laughs> you ain't bigger than the universe. Your convictions based on emotion are nothing. It will result in the extinction of planet Earth for Homo sapiens, who be replaced most likely by some cyborg version that can use only the medium prefront uh, medium prefrontal cortex to make good decisions. And PFC AI's already started. Don't be sleeping on AI. I don't care what your convictions or your emotion is on the subject. Use your brain. Computer viruses are already classified as living things. I, a guy who's probably a smarter scientist in terms of classification than anybody you'll ever meet, past, present, or future. So drop your convictions about AI. It's already happening. We're already kind of cyborgs. When you don't have your phone in your hand, people now have a physical feeling that I've lost my phone. Okay, when physical feelings merge with machines, that's the beginning of what we call a cyborg. Now, we can talk about DNA, RNA. There's a lot of interesting studies on where life came from. But let me stick with this thing that I was saying for a second. So with food, and the reason the food is the microcosm of everything wrong with the world. It's a great book on this called Diet Cults. And so what happens is everywhere in the world where you have war, threatening nuclear holocaust, is a whole bunch of people with convictions based on emotion, based on often or almost always bad science, usually wrong at the wrong things, missing, minoring in major things and majoring in minors. It's important what you eat, damn it. Hippocrates, the founder of medicine, said, let your food be your medicine. Sometimes, I, I you know, I've been posting on this, post comments, and they're like, hey, are you a medical doctor? Hey, Ty, you're talking about health. Are you a medical doctor? I hear you're talking about wealth. Are you an economist? I hear you're talking about happiness. Are you a psychologist? I say, no, I opted out of the system. Doctors have failed to make us healthy. Look at the world. Economists have failed to make the average person wealthy. Psychologists have failed to show us how to find happiness. So I've gone on my own. And I, it's not just on my own, it's to re-piece together what unbiased smart people, often dead people, because they have no skin in the game anymore, literally, <laughs> they're dead, what they say about it. What does Stephen Hawking say about conviction? I told you, he says... He thinks that there's not, we may not be classified really as intelligent life. Not going forward. There may, there may be cyborgs looking back at us going, look at this primitive group of Neanderthals. But there's hope for humanity. And that is if what I'm saying in this video gets through to enough people. My mom, I once asked her, who thinks the greatest thought that's affected your life? And she said that one person can change the world. So... I'm one person, you may disagree, but I walked to along the way into the brains of mankind. Remember I told you my mentor said you should have a written statement. Mine is to spread good ideas. Convictions are greater enemies of the truth than the lies. Why do you have so much convictions about diet? Why do you have so much conviction about politics? I know why. We've been taught to honor emotions and emotions will blow us off this damn planet. Everything in school now, the honor remote. Why? Hell no. In fact, if you have kids, your main thing you must teach them from one to seven year olds how to not honor their emotions. 
oh, you want to eat all the food and not share it with your friends? That Let's not honor that emotion and teach you how to share. Oh, you want to eat the candy? That's somebody left? No, let's not honor that manipulated food system. No, hell no. We need less honoring of emotions, less honoring of conviction, less people saying, well, you believe it, so I'm going to honor that. No, you can respect people, but you should say, what are your credentials? Part of the reason I'm not just giving you my conviction, read this book. Much of what I'm talking about here, is there a God? Depends on how you define God. How did it all begin? That one, sometimes God and traditional religion meets up with science. We don't know what happened before the beginning of this universe, as there was no time. It's kind of like asking if you go south of the South Pole, are you south? You're no longer subject to the, that, the South Pole. There was no time, so we can't ask what happened before time, because there was no time. That's a strange conviction. Most people can't handle that. It's an impossibility. People are going to say, well, I believe this because what created this? Well, okay. But maybe the rules didn't apply. Or maybe we're simulation. That's a valid theory that some very intelligent people believe. We could be a simulation of much smarter humans. But then Stephen Hawking said, how come they never come? If there's time machines and such advanced species, how come they never come back to visit us? Or maybe they do, he said. And they come through, but the U.S. government is able to hide it all. Then he asks, would an alien so intelligent to be able to travel across 50,000, let's say you come across the source of 50,000 years it would take if you're going speed of light, but that you can't overcome the U.S. military? Conspiracy <laughs> theorists often don't think through their theory. They just have a strong conviction. Well, it's a big universe, and therefore there has to be a lot of intelligent life. Well, do you know why there's a lot of big universe most likely? Well, what Albert Einstein did was basically change the game with the theory of relativity. E equals mc squared. Energy equals the mass times the constant squared. He would say energy equals mass. Three things you need to create a universe. Energy, mass, and space. Imagine there's a flat piece of land in your backyard, and you want to make a hill. So you go dig, you go dig, and you make a hill. But what do you leave? A hole. So you have a hill now and a hole to match it. Matter, antimatter. How's this antimatter manifested? Space. So maybe the reason we have so much space is because it's the antimatter or the condensed energy that we have. Energy equals mass. Now I'm an amateur physicist, but I'm saying everything in this world we're not studying the right people why has nobody read this book one tenth of one percent of this world one millionth of one percent i don't know thousand people read this book from start to finish maybe ten thousand at the most yet we have our convictions from politicians we have our convictions from not so accredited scientists the same scientists that told you margarine was better for you the same scientist that said, you know, your mothers don't need to nurse their own babies. Why? Oh, because we have a better formula than nature or God. Come on. They had their strong convictions. And they had their emotions. And so we now are angry at all the wrong people. Why are we not angry at a school system that didn't have us read this book? I think we should be angry. You should ask for all your money back. This 
book. Well, his first book was written. Almost everybody watching this could have had that book taught in their curriculum, but instead they taught you things you won't need. Instead of having you learn to think through the hardest questions, instead of convictions and emotions, insert logic and the ability to find the right keepers. Ignore almost everybody, but when you find somebody credible, go deep with them. It's kind of like if my grandma needed open heart surgery, I don't ask any of my friends. I don't go, hey, I'm going to invite you all over. What kind of heart surgery would you do on my grandma? What kind of open heart? I'm going to honor all of your convictions on this. Fuck that. Never ask them. Never. You could ask them, who, do you know any good heart surgeons? But you need somebody who's got 10, 20, 30,000 hours or 10,000 iterations, they say. Who's done it? So we have people trying to understand the food system. Everybody's an amateur genius when it comes to the diet they've selected. And then you have false prophets, which are the scientists putting out false information because they're driven. And I forgot to put this. Beware of perverse incentives. He eyes perverse incentives. So you say, well, Ty, well, who do I listen to if I get rid of my convictions and I stop honoring my emotions and I get angry at the wrong people? Well, avoid all people who have perverse incentives. Why do I record this video? I ain't making any money on it. I don't even run YouTube ads on this. I don't even run ads. You might say, well, Ty's trying to build his brand by doing this talk. Nah, I got other things I can do to make me more money. So it's more likely that this video doesn't come from a place of perverse incentives, but except to cry out to humanity, to listen for sake. If most people should shed 90% of their conviction. I'm going to tell you this. This is a saying of mine, which I found to be extremely accurate. I own a big psychology company, 12types.com, lifecompass.com. Uh, I've tested over 500,000 people myself. My first mentor in psychology is the preeminent living psychologist from Harvard. David Buss wrote the textbooks used at Harvard. My second mentor is Dr. Helen Fisher, uh, who is the chief scientist. Among many things, she's the chief scientist for Match and Tinder. She knows more about love than any group that's ever lived because she has all the data from Tinder. Now, you might say it's a self-selected group. Yeah, but it's powerful data when you got a hundred million connections and you can analyze what face works, what hair color, all this stuff. So what I'm telling you now is an educated conviction of mine. Okay. This is not just me randomly saying we understand the triggers of the human brain. You are being tricked by people with perverse incentives. You don't really have to count calories, for example. If you eat only non-processed food, it's impossible to overdose on eggs. Really? You, you ever met somebody like, bro, I ate way too many eggs. That's why I'm fat. Nah, the body has a natural satiation in your mouth for blueberries, for raspberries, but Oreo cookies, read a good book on this by Michael Moss. It's called salt, sugar, fat. Now the system, the food system, they literally hire scientists who remove the ability to feel full. How are those not criminals? Children will never get satiated drinking Pepsi or eating Oreo cookies. That's not a crime against humanity. That should be equally up there with these crimes against humanity, genocides where people get hung. It's even worse, poisoning kids, knowingly sending emails from the CEO down. Hey, make this so nobody gets full and they pop 5,000 calories of this. 
You can't have 5,000 calories of blueberries. Your body will resist. Beware of perverse incentives. People don't make much money selling raw blueberries. Make a hell of a lot of money selling you blueberry ice cream. How do you get rid of the? What conviction should you get rid of first? What emotion should you suppress? Who should you be angry at? Everything that has perverse incentives. The medical system, perversely incented by pharmaceutical companies. Number two, the food system. I mean, food I would put number one. Number two, politicians. See, democracy will fall into itself at some point. Even people like Karl Marx, who I don't agree with on most things, he was right. Capitalism and democracy will fall into itself. You see it now. Why? Because you let idiots vote. <laughs> Eventually, that don't turn out well. But you're hoping you got enough smart people to offset the morons. Well, now you have the manipulation of media. Who else is implicit, has perverse incentives? Media sources. Like, I was thinking, oh, I love Twitter now. And, you know, this. It's like X, Elon Musk, I'm a fan. Yeah. Media is more confusing now. It's like Palestine, Israel. I haven't been there, so I don't know. I want to know what's going on. And I try to use the mass media, but I realize I got to fly there. That's the only way I'll know who to listen to. Because there's a perverse incentive to whoever gets the most eyeballs by posting all kinds of bullshit on social media about what's going on. So how I don't know what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Got to go there. I haven't had time yet, and it's hard to fly there. But if you want to know the truth, you kind of got to go there. Or you have to find people who don't have a perverse incentive, who are actually motivated to tell you the truth. So you got the food system, you got the pharmaceutical system, you got the de democratic political system, you have the media. Here's one. How about the education system? What kind of war crime against humanity? Is for you know that your teachers used to tell you, oh yeah, well about ten percent of people learn through audio, you know, listening. About twenty, thirty percent learn through visual, but the majority of people learn kinesthetic. It means by doing alongside somebody. Kinesthetic is like you want to learn to build a house. Somebody goes, yo, I'm building a house. Here's a hammer. You do it alongside me. You can learn. I look over shoulder. No, that's not good. That's called mentorship, by the way. Yet we followed a perverse incentive system built to create a war machine by, let's say, 1880 Germany, which caused two world wars because you created people who didn't think. And so now, and we teach the classroom education is one of the greatest scams ever perpetrated on humanity. And it's the second largest expense globally. Nine trillion, Google it, nine trillion goes to the health system, which is a scam because the main reason people are sick is from processed food. There are valid, obvious uses for doctors and medicine, especially for accidents. 80% oh, of chronic illness, especially at the younger age. I'm not talking about when you're 90. Okay, I'm talking about when you got people. I, I read somewhere that 50% of kids in America, will, they project by 2030 will be diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's a crime against humanity. People should be hung for that. Hung. That's too many. Kill one man, go to prison. Kill 50% of children, and you're given $10 million CEO bonus. Perverse incentives. Perverse incentives. So, anyway. That's my... Now, let me give you the upside. Let me give you a little optimism here. Here's the optimism. 
you're watching this. I'm not saying that because it's me, but people are open. The system has gone so, I call it the machine. Modern pharmaceutical companies are a machine to make money and extract it off the health of other people. The modern food system is built to extract. That's not capitalism either. It's not true capitalism. You should be better off to have true capitalism and no regulation because then, uh, and with no lobbying, this is all protected by lobbying. It's not true capitalism. You can't blame capitalism because it's not true capitalism. True capitalism would not have the lobbyists be able to manipulate the regulations. You just have no regulation and people would be on their own. And then people wouldn't rely on the government and wouldn't trust the government and would be like, I don't trust this food for my kids. I think it's a tragedy that I'm saying things. I, sometimes I meet, I hire people to work for me and they come in and they're so ill-equipped to make money and understand the modern world. I'm like, do you have parents? What happened to you? The parents say they love you, but I'm teaching you stuff on the first day on the job. You should have learned about conscientiousness, organization, perfectionism, diligence, prudence, the four traits scientifically validated that create the most wealth besides being born and getting inherited money. But for self-made people. Dude, why didn't you learn direct sales? Why didn't you read his book? Parents say they love you and have you say, hey, son, daughter, you gonna read this book or you ain't getting to play video games. And it's what a parent does if they really love. And I want you to write me a report on this damn thing. And I don't use chat GDP. I want to, uh, GP, I want to see you write it, hand write it in front of me. That's what a parent would do if they love their kids. Talk about perverse incentives. You know, parents only have 50% of your DNA. Mm. Now we have real controversy. You should read Dr. David Buss's evolutionary psychology textbook. You know why there's parent-child conflict? Parents in general don't always have, well, I should say in general, don't have the best interests of their children. But of course, the convictions are like, no, I love my child. I have strong emotions. Do you? Did you equip them with everything they needed to live a productive life and be happy? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt you let them play video games when their brain was still not sophisticated enough to know how this world worked. But yours was. You had kids. You didn't teach them nothing. Is that love? Uh, what's your def What's your cheap definition of love? But it's explainable. The rules of the universe is that people care the most for things that have the most shared DNA. Identical twins love each other the most. And parents love themselves the most. People, they see you see crimes. How about this mom marry this guy who was beating their, you know, stepfather that was beating the child because the mom cares about herself more. She did the calculus in her unconscious mind that maybe she'll get another baby out of it and maybe she'll get so sad. Parents don't care. They don't care. Very few parents care, but emotionally they do. So if you're a parent watching this and you're starting to get mad at me, talks to you. You love your kids? Do you equip them with everything they needed? It's so great. But you're not going to be able to trick me with your emotional convictions and leaving comments below at how dare I say I said it. And dare I what? I'm part of collective humanity. I can say, why don't you listen for a second? Put down your convictions. Is there any truth to that? If you look at your behavior, did you actually put 100% of your all into each of your children? Parents pay favorites too. So do all species that are animal species. See, the more you use the back of your brain, the brainstem, the amygdala, the well, the amygdala's up here. But medulla, cerebellum, the more you're going to make emotional decisions. And part of that emotion is parents almost always favor one sibling over the other. Almost always. Just like 
have pigs on my farm, I have cows on my farm, and mother will ruthlessly take food from the weakest one and give it to the weakest potential piglet or cow or horse. Humans ain't no different. We just have just enough sophisticated brain that we use our MP MPFC, our medium prefrontal cortex, just enough to fool ourselves and other people. Powerful book on this. An insane book on this. That you probably don't even want to read, but I'll tell it to you anyway, is Robert Triggers. Another guy I've been mentored by who's considered the father of modern biology. The folly of fools. Our mind is built to lie to us. It, he's on the level in his field of Stephen Hawking. To read that book. Convictions are greater enemies of the true truth. And anim emotions is the opiate of the masses. And you're angry at the wrong person. You should be angry at the people who have perverse incentives. As I told you, I'll listen to everything your parents say, especially when they're acting in a way. I'll give you an example. Parents don't want to admit they did something wrong in their life, so they won't say it was wrong for you to do it. It's hard. Delusion bias is strong. No parent wants to realize they grew old and set their kid on the wrong course, so they go, well, it's kind of how I was raised, and uh, you, you'll be fine. That's a perverse incentive. They're not getting paid to have that opinion, but they don't want to say the truth because that would indict them as the people who didn't really care for you. I'm not saying parents are perfect. I'm not angry at my mom. Angry my dad went to prison. My mom did her best as a single mom. I don't even come at it from, but I'm also not delusional. I say it as it is. You can say it without emotion. I don't get mad at my mom. You've seen her on my social media. I don't get mad at my grandma. In general, maybe I'll end here. I could do this longer. Really want to get complicated. The question is their free will. And the second you realize that the answer is probably not as much as you think, you become more patient and forgiving with other people. So the, the hope for humanity is not that we honor other people's convictions and emotions. But we understand that all of us err. To err is human. To make a mistake is human. And for that reason, we let bygones be bygones and we move on. And so what humanity has to do now is to realize that the convictions have caused all the world wars and will cause a new one if people don't lower their conviction and they start to listen to people who have credentials but don't have perverse incentives that aren't there to sell you their food or not there to sell you them being the president. I don't like modern democracy because the president is saying things to get elected. That's a perverse incentive. I don't want a president who says stuff to get elected. I want a president who does what's statistically the most accurate chess move in every decision they do about the economy, about global affairs. That's what I want. So you have a perverse incentive to democracy. You have a per perverse incentive to child rearing and parenthood. Obviously food systems. Obviously we already talked about the education system. You have too much. You have teachers that can't be fired in America. A huge lobby. That's not right. Why should I have to say that? I understand that teachers need security and you shouldn't just fire, but you shouldn't have classrooms to start with. No one did that before the 1880s. There was one room classrooms. My brother, I grew up two and a half years living with the Amish. I've seen, they're very successful. The Amish are very smart too, even though they drop out at eighth grade. God, I mean, I haven't found, I've never hired one employee, PhD, MBA, who has 10% of the common sense 
and the productivity as an Amish kid who dropped out in eighth grade at age 14. But they have classroom learning, but not so much, not so many hours. Why is education so many hours? Why don't you have kids? I mean, Warren became basically the richest man in history, depending on the year. And he filed his first tax return at nine. Why not? If you're the whole point of education to figure out how to make a living in aesthetic learning, why lecture people on it? I'm going to start. I'm going to make businesses. Spend half the day in class doing that. I'm going to build a house. I'm going to milk a cow. We're spending $9 trillion on healthcare, $5 trillion on global education when you count tax dollars and private dollars. Spend $2 trillion on military. Maybe it's too much, probably too much. $5 trillion we're spending on the most ineffective system that might get replaced by ChatGPT like that or similar AI. So the hope for humanity is that people put down their convictions, realize that the emotions is the opiate of the masses that has them diluted, that realize, wait, it's like, I'm angry at the wrong person. Sure, you should be angry at a murderer, you know? But not, you shouldn't be angry or at a murderer who killed one person while drunk or angry or in a bar fight. That should not be at the same level as somebody who murders a generation like the food system people, like the pharmaceutical, some of the pharmaceutical. There is some use, obviously, some modern food things are great. I have a big working farm. I know a lot about growing food. My first business was grass-fed beef company. I've been growing food since I was a teenager. And now I have to lecture me. I got a thousand acres. I was farming last year. So not all the modern food, there's been some advances. So the hope for humanity, as I end this, is that the hope for humanity is we can pick the good the bright spots of the modern world. And there are bright spots. But if convictions stay at the same high level that they now exist, we will wipe ourselves off the planet. So I believe I like the parallel universe. I want to choose to jump into a different parallel universe. Convictions are lower, especially if you don't have any credentials or haven't put in the time to listen to varying sides of high credential people. You don't just listen just because someone has high credentials. Sometimes PhDs are idiots. My mentor used to call them post hole diggers. But if you listen to enough people with credentials, not a democracy, not if I need a grandma needs heart surgery, I don't call a quorum of all people I know and go, how do I do this heart incision? Everybody raise their hand, whatever gets 51%. Oh no. I, but I do like two or three heart surgeons that have done 200 to 500 surgeons, uh, surgeries each. You can query all of them. Don't just trust one, always get a second opinion. My friend Zach sadly died, but the first opinion he got was wrong. But you need to lower your personal convictions. Lower the delusion. What's common delusion? Well, my friends are vegan, or my friends are carnivore, or my friends believe this, or my friends think this is the part of the world that should own this part of the world. Let it go. Be angry at the people who brainwashed you for that. Look for perverse incentives. Why is this person have such a strong conviction? Is it because they're personally gained from that? Personally gained? Now, I'm a capitalist. It's okay for people to make money off things. But it depends on what. You should I never would be in a business selling Coca-Cola or any sodas to kids in school. That's just, just fucking that's a heinous crime to me. Especially knowing what we know now. Maybe it wasn't when Coca-Cola started in the nineteen twenties. I mean, they didn't know what they were doing. Sigmund Freud, the smartest person you'll basically ever read, by the way. 
but he was still an 1800s guy. He was still prescribing cocaine for depression. It worked, though. <laughs> People come into his office like, oh, you're not, you're feeling melancholy? They used to call it. It's like, not a little white powder. And he had a hundred percent success rate of people feeling euphoria. But anyway, back to where we are now. The hope for humanity is that me, you gain our convictions from great thinkers, knowing they can be wrong. So having, getting a second and third opinion by other people who disagree with Hawking, that people have devoted their life to the study of base, to the study of food. Have you, have you read a book by my mentor, Dr. Uh, uh, Joel Salatin, he's an expert on food systems. Before you became a vegan, did you read Weston Price's book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration? But I also think if you're a carnivore person, you should be reading the vegan book. Read the China study. I've read it. Not all of it, but I've read enough. I think they start on faulty ground. China's not a particularly healthy place, so it's a study to do. I like studies where you find the healthiest long and not the blue zone. Talk about another bullshit thing. You ever go to Blue Zones? The dudes at 50 years old got fat stomachs. Now, they may live to 100, but I'm looking at anti-aging. The anti-aging diet is the nomad diet. That's the Maasai. Yeah, these big, strong people. The, the, anyway, you see, go look at some uh, videos on Instagram. 80-year-old Maasai, these dudes have six-packs. And muscles still showing, still bulging. Anyway, that's all another conversation. I, can, I should do one of these a week. But maybe I will, maybe I won't. I haven't done one of these in a while, but these are some of my life hypotheses. Do me a favor. Leave a comment below. What's a hypothesis? What are questions that I can try to share my hypothesis on? By the way, hypotheses are better than convictions. This is good. These means these are changeable hypotheses. You form like, ah, oh, this for now? Like, hey, you could try vegan. Vegan it's a hypothesis that this is the best. You read some books and you go, let me try paleo. Let me try try my nomad diet. I'll, I'll try to put a link below. This sucker gets results. You'll start to see results in 15 days. It's insanity. And you retain your muscle. A lot of diets, when you cut weight, you lose, they're just cut, you're just cutting valuable muscle. It's all. Then you just get a flat butt and your skin gets. So yeah, you cut weight, but at what cost? Anyway, maybe this is my perverse incentive to get you to, Learn about the nomad diet. People say that, oh, Ty, you're recording this video because you're selling stuff. Yeah, but I sell stuff, but I give away a hell of a lot more info. And I am a capitalist. I got no problem. I got no problem with the food business making money. Just why does it have to be on something that guarantees you diabetes? Yeah. Like if I was up here selling an educational course that guaranteed to kill you, yeah, that's, that's shitty capitalism. You know, that should go out of business. But this is it. I'm spreading good ideas. And I'm doing it for free on this video. And sometimes I charge money. Get over it. That's actually good for humanity. I want pharmaceutical companies that solve really tough problems to make billions. People are like, oh, I don't want pharmaceutical. I just don't want them making billions off selling Ritalin to make kids not hyperactive at age seven when simultaneously they're being given Coca-Cola. You can't give a kid 20 to 60 grams of sugar at six years old and then not realize he'll become hyperactive. So that riddle, that I don't like the pharmaceutical companies. But I, it'd be great if a pharmaceutical company came up with a drug that stopped a lot of cancers. You know, sometimes cancer is random. No matter how you, you it's a genetic propensity too. 
I didn't get to some of the questions like maybe I should touch on for a second. My opinion on women versus men in general, all these bizarre theories are mostly wrong. The biggest difference between men and women, if you look on a psychological profile, is women and on average, a thousand women have much higher uh, anxiety than a thousand men. But there are women with low anxiety and men with high. Um, in terms of the question, you know, when we're walking back, it's like, do women con men concentrate better than women? Uh, I would love to see that science. The main difference between men and women physically is men have much more powerful upper bodies. So any sport where you have upper body, men are going to dominate always until you do genetic engineering. Men have something called mental rotation. They can throw a spear. This is a 300,000 plus year old evolutionary skill. And that's why men will dominate upper body skills. Lower body, men still have more twitch muscles. But the, so men and women on the physical domains, even though I worked out, don't lecture me. I worked out with Luca Swanson, the strongest woman in human history in the Guinness World Records, as far as we know. So people are like, oh, well, women are strong. Don't lecture me. Because you don't know her, and I do. And I've worked out with her for 10 years. She bench pressed 601. That's like 250 kilos. She can squat almost 300 kilos, 700 pounds. But in general, women in the physical domain of strength, twitch muscles, just can't compete with men. Get over it. Who cares? Why is it so important? I don't understand why it's so important. My cousin is one of the best uh, female soccer players in the world. Right? I'm not against female sports. But you're also not going to trick me with your weirdo convictions and emotions I think that women are going to be faster, stronger. If you like watching women's soccer, great. Support my cousin, Christina Birkenrode. I'm a big fan. Give her all your money. I don't care. But I'm not going to say she's faster, stronger than all, though. You ain't going to be able to trick me with your political correct. Go woke, go broke. That shit don't work on me. I'm a free thinker. I'm not trapped by the machine. I dropped out of the machine as a teenager. Everybody said, go to college. I dropped out. Everybody said, learn. Please room. I found mentors. I'm the same. Now, the question of ethnicity intelligence. Uh, this, here's where everybody, we need to get back to farms where you know how genetics work. Every farmer knows it. Intelligence is highly heritable, something like 0.78. That means in a large group of people, 78% of the intelligence of their children is correlated or related or causative caused by the mother and father and the grandparents on both sides. Very height is very heritable. Okay, you can't take two four foot eleven midgets, a thousand of them, and expect them to give birth to Shaquille O'Neal. It don't work like that. No matter your convictions and your emotions, there's rules to this parallel universe that we live in. I didn't make up. Go mad. You can be mad at God. Humans are little mini narcissists. Think they're smarter than God. Go well, read the folly of fools. By the way, why you have so much convictions? So. The thing, do black people have higher IQ and all that? The better way to think about it is certain family lines, men and women had sex. And if they were highly intelligent, their children have a much higher likelihood and their grandchildren of being intelligent. So most intelligent people you're going to find in the world, if you trace it back, it's majority genetic. It's very little related to melanin in the skin. It's not a melanin thing. People are... Melanin has all everything to do with the ladder, with the how far the sun is up in the sky for how long. If you're from a Viking, I'm in Viking land, the most blonde haired, blue eyed people in the world, Eastern Europe, Russia, Lithuania, Sweden, Finland, these are the most blondes in the world. 
It's because very for a very prolonged period of time, four to six months, you can almost get no vitamin D out of the sun. And since that's a very essential element, but you can even just get from, you know, animal organs or now vitamins, uh, they had to become very pale to allow the sun in. Whereas if you live in Africa or Puerto Rico, where one of my ancestors is from, you had to get dark skin because that sun was at the right angle. And there's a lot of radiation coming off the sun. People don't understand the power of radiation. There's multiple types of energy in the universe. Gravitational is the weakest. Okay. Very weak relative to the other forms, but the sun is a very powerful force. And so we have different levels of melanin. So this whole black white thing is very stupid. It's not even interesting. I don't even like the conversation. Not because I'm woke and I want to protect. I'm 7% African. I did my DNA. I'm going to whine and blag and everybody got their little convictions. Who cares? This isn't how the rules of this universe work. The universe works mothers and fathers. So be careful who you have sex with and have kids. I'll tell you that right now. Because guess what else is highly inherited? Mental illness. Things like narcissism. Schizophrenia. Almost as correlated as IQ and height. So, other thing I should put on. Be careful who you have babies with. And talk about something that's important in the world. The people who should have kids having two little kids. And the wackaloon people out here having ten kids. How's that, how's that work out? You ever seen the movie Idiocracy? So anyway. Keep it simple, stupid. Be careful who you listen to. Your strongest conviction, I almost guarantee you, is your stupidest one. Let me repeat that. I almost guarantee you. This conviction you hold on. Uh, tie, I'll drop most of my convictions. But this one, this is the one I know that is true. That's the one most likely to be wrong. So you're better off to drop the one you're most sure of and keep the little ones. You're most likely wrong around whatever bizarre, strong conviction you have, whether it be diet, political party, uh, you know, all this stuff. I won't be a Republican or Democrat. Don't be a conservative or liberal. Take every issue at its matter and think. Think. Medium prefrontal cortex, the front of the brain where you can logically go, hmm, I like Coca-Cola. It tastes good emotionally. I feel euphoria when I have cocaine or Coca-Cola. They used to pull a little cocoa. But let me not do it because my medium prefrontal cortex can project out into the future that I will have a shitty outcome. And this makes us greater than the ant. And this makes us greater than other animal species, but only if we use this. So the choice is up to us. What are you operating? Are you operating out of continual emotion? And don't get me wrong. They're, they're, you need emotion. You should not become an automaton with no empathy, no social skills. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying when there's important things in front of you, don't use the back of your head. Use the front. When it's an important issue of life or death for humanity or how, how you're going to eat food or where you're going to live or who you're going to marry or have kids, marriage is man-made, but kids, who you're going to have long-term mates is real. Humans need our long-term mating in general, serial monogamists. Um, and use your brain, the front of it, not the back. Now, if a big train, if you're walking across the street and you hear a loud noise, use the logical part because it takes too long. It's very slow. Use the back of your brain that tells you to jump out of the way. That's a glorious time to live off emotions. Yeah, that's the best time to just be an emotional machine. 
Anyway, should I talk about in the next video like this? Leave a comment below. Oh, wait. You can offer up all. I know all you vegans going to pop in here and all it is and that. Go for it. I got no problem. I like hearing hypotheses. Just make sure it's a decent hypothesis that's been run by people who know what they're talking about. You're not going to be able to trick me by having a strong emotional state in which you say it and put a lot of exclamation points. As I told you, people with the strongest convictions should be listened to generally the least. There are exceptions to this. But in general, people have to use a lot of exclamation points. Don't know what they're talking about. I'll try to put some links below. I'll, I'll put a link back to my site blog where I can put a lot of references, the textbooks I talked about. Check me. Please read this book crime against humanity that this is this is the, the, the most modern intelligent person to ever walk this in a hundred billion people walk on this planet there's a possibility this is the sharpest person yet nobody's read him yet we're reading mass media yet we're scrolling through algorithm watching people dance on tiktok or do weird i mean i'm i used to be a professional salsa dancer i know issues with dance but i ain't gonna prioritize that above this read more people tell you not read they have that strong conviction. That's the strong conviction they're the most wrong on. Uh, the only way you can have a talk with Stephen Hawking, because he's dead, sadly, is to read his book. He didn't even do that many public speaking events because he had he couldn't he had a tracheotomy. He couldn't talk. So read, but read the right stuff. I'll put a link to my book list, the top 100 books. I'm actually going to update it, but this needs to be in my talk. This is a talk read this is a pretty you gotta read i speed read most books do not speed read this one <laughs> this is the most dense book you'll ever read every it's a little bit like sigmund freud at his best not his worst some of the best of sigmund freud every word is a masterpiece it's a and but stephen hawking here is just i should have had a hundred kids age anyway this is my beacon to existence that humanity will go forward, be healthy, and we'll live in a parallel universe where Homo sapiens continue to thrive on this earth. So that's my end. Talk to you soon.